Hello friends, this is Sapphire from the VTuber Voices podcast and I'll be your host. On this podcast we like to talk about what it's like to be virtual, what it's like to be a VTuber, how to own your own business, be a content creator, and be creative. In this episode, we will be continuing our conversation with the lovely Fofamit. We will be covering parasocial relationships, how to set boundaries with your community. We'll talk a little bit about Fofa lore. And lastly, we'll get huge into talking about 3D modeling programs and software, sort of our opinions on where all of that stuff lies. Enjoy the podcast. Smolder says, uh, the reason why I want to be a VTuber is I want to build a community, but what is the limit with talking to them? Of course, I'm not giving them my house or phone number, but where should I build the wall? So basically like boundaries. How do you set boundaries, Fofo, with people? Well, what is that? What is that phrase called? Parasocial relationships? Yes. It's like parasocial relationships are um, like I, the best example would be like people who think they're best friends with Logan Paul. Um, <laughs> does Logan Paul care about you? No. But Logan Paul wants you to buy his merch and pay for his YouTube fights, as an example. I would say, like, you can find friends from your viewership, but it's something that you should be wary of. There's always going to be that power dynamic there. Yep. And, like, whether you have five viewers, ten viewers, a thousand viewers, like, um, there's, like, this weird power dynamic that you might not even realize that you have. And, like, what I mean is that, like... um. For example, like um, you have five people that watch you do whatever you want to do like that's and versus like the person who's viewing you like they they're like inherently they're looking up to you. They're viewing you. So like um, try to keep that in mind when you're interacting with people and try to keep things more pro- aim for more professionals versus like friend. Like, I don't know. It's it's so weird. I think the only like the creator that talks about that the most like it's successfully is Ludwig. It's like it is a parasocial relationship. And like the more the, 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 the issue is, is the more viewers you get, um, the harder it is to make a connection with that with your community. And yeah. like, uh, you can alleviate that by having like community nights, by having a Patreon, yep. by having discord movie nights and hangouts. But like um, like someone comes into your stream and you've never seen them before and they're like, hey, I want to be your friend. And you're just like, who are you? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, 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 but at the same time, like, you don't want to turn someone away that like, who knows who that person is, right? So like, you, it's always safer to like, kind of have like some kind of line that you have to draw. I absolutely agree with you. It, and it is, I think it is one of the hardest parts about being a creator is, is once parasocial relationships start, you might feel that loss of connection. Even like when you grow, like I, I've been streaming for four years and I streamed for to like five to 10 viewers for a majority of that time until I became a VTuber. And I, it, it's weird now because I, I was like genuinely, I'd say closer friends when I had a small community like that. But as you grow, like you said, you know less and less and it, it gets more distant and you have to handle things way differently like compared to having a smaller amount of viewership versus a larger amount of viewership and it's all part of the growth and and you learn it as you go and mistakes will happen but it's about growing from those mistakes and figuring out okay well how can i how can i solve this problem yeah i i would say like the best thing would be discord nights because like it involves like so for example my partner sly she does discord movie nights and like that's a great way to make actual connections because one, like those people actually need to come out mm-hmm. to, to do that. And mm-hmm. it's not as easy as just like going on discord 
I mean, sorry, on, on, on Twitch. And like those people have to go out of their way to, to do that. And then like, you'll, you'll notice like the regulars that are going to show up versus like, you never really know who's in your Twitch chat. It's setting those lines of like further out and then a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And even then you still have to be careful, even if you have people in your community that become, do become closer friends. Cause it happens. It definitely happens. Uh, but like Fofa said, there's always going to be that power dynamic and you've got to be conscious of that and just make sure you're communicating if you did become closer friends with anybody that is in your community. So does your VTuber have any backstory or lore? If so, what is it? It, it does, but I kind of, it does. Um, kind of uh, abandoned, like I haven't abandoned it. I just haven't used or mentioned or taken advantage of it in any way other than like its original like conception, which I think is a common thing. Cause like when I first started streaming, I was on VR chat and there, this is, it sounds like you play VR chat, right? Mm -hmm. So you know what VR chat mutes are, right? Yeah. So I was one of those. I got to the point where like, I really wanted to start like speaking just cause like typing in VR, even though I could type like 40 words on like that virtual keyboard a minute, it's like, it's not, it's <laughs> not feasible for like large viewership. I made a plan and like, I, 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 I added like this whole like digital corruption and like it, a whole bunch of stuff would happen on stream. I would do stuff off stream, um, where like, I would like be in like this weird corrupted looking avatar that has like all these like weird holes and like these numbers and digits flying all over the place. <laughs> And then I would purposely like move like um, as if I'm lagging out towards and around people. And I'd be like, like into the wall until I don't know, I just <laughs> stuff like that. And then eventually I did like, um, and like it, I did like a whole like video sequence and a whole animation. It was like a whole event that that happened over the course of a year. And like the people that were there, I thought it was pretty cool. And then after the reveal, I'm just like, OK, hi, um, let's just let's just continue like normal. Ha ha. Yeah, some people's lores develop in the strangest ways, but that's just how it be. <laughs> Rosa says, how many variations of your VTuber character did you make before setting or settling on your current one? So I started in VR chat. I have maybe about 30 different models. Really? <laughs> 30? Yeah. Um, and I, basically I learned how to like uh, kit bash models. And um, then I'm like, okay, well, I need to. So then I bought some models in Booth. And I kitbashed models and assets that are either free or um, I purchased and I have the rights to. And like uh, some things I, I made myself and then like slapped it on. I would say like this is not like I, I'm, I, I am going to be having a like a redesign. I don't know if I'm going to do a debut. I'm not really big into the, the debuts, but like I, I do understand their value. Maybe I'll do one. I don't know. I don't know. But like uh, I, I will have a redesign. It's just I, I don't have enough time to make my own model as I, as I used to. So I, I'm, I, I have, I'm, I'm in the wait list for, um, PUD. I, I, Julie just opened up their commission slots. Yes. So I applied for that. That's really exciting. Heck yeah. I know I've been like, I've been kind of debating to like, just commissioning out my model, like getting a new model done. But since I'm an artist, it's like, I'm, I should just be patient and like, keep working on my own stuff. Cause it all goes into like building my portfolio and such. So it's true. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Oh, wait, you do modeling. So like mm -hmm. you mentioned 3D modeling. Um, What do you normally use for 3D modeling? I'm guessing Maya. Mm -hmm. Yep, I use Maya for my models. I use a little bit of Blender for sculpting stuff because I don't know too much about sculpting yet. Uh, but I do know a little bit of the sculpting tools there. And then I use Substance Painter to texture my models. So like I noticed you're using a Vroid model. Is there a reason why like you're not using 
something that's like you've made in Maya slash Blender? Yeah. So as far as characters done, I've never I haven't modeled any characters before. I'm mostly like my specialization is in like objects and tables and furniture and like my chair here. So I as far as characters go, I really want to learn doing characters, but it's a totally different type of modeling. Yeah. So I, I want to learn some stuff. I'm going to learn ZBrush hopefully soon too. Uh, this I'm going back to school. I took a break from school this term. I'm going back this next term. And I'm going to take one like art class, another 3D class, because I've only taken one 3D class and everything else I'd learned from like a senior that I was constantly bothering. I was like, teach me how to texture. I was like, please help me. <laughs> help me learn how to model. So uh, he, he helped me with a lot of that stuff. So my 3D knowledge is still limited, but mostly a lot of self-taught for 3D stuff. I don't know. Like, uh, it look, like if, if I didn't know, I, it looks like you bought all your assets. Like it's it's really good. Like you model, did you model that keyboard and that lamp? Yes, and like I just finished this. And the, the chair mm -hmm. and the desk. Yep, everything except these two figures. This is so I'm gonna do a point redemption for uh, different people in the community to get their figurines in my world. So like this is someone in the community. This is another person in the community that makes VR chat avatars. That's one of her avatars. So yeah, <laughs> fun that's stuff. Like, that's, that's, see, like um, that's really great because like I I I struggle with um making optimized uh because like i was watching you make like the case and i was just like oh it's so optimized whereas like for me it's just like i i can make something that looks like that but it's like the worst to topology in the world <laughs> really like, how many materials is it it's like oh it's like 15 it's like oh i'm too lazy to atlas and put it together and retopologize it whereas like it just looks so clean on yours oh thank you yeah if you have questions too feel free to ask like i said i'm still really newer to 3d stuff but Oh, wait, it's, uh, it's fun yeah topology is hard and like i was saying for characters too topology for characters god that's a whole a whole realm of stuff like i'm starting to learn how to do characters and I, i'd like to make stuff from scratch but that's gonna that's gonna be a while for sure and i don't want to put like yeah go ahead no sorry you were gonna say oh it's okay i was gonna say i don't it's weird for me right now because i don't want to pour i want to work on 3d stuff but i know like my passion lies in 2d so I'm trying to figure out how I want to put out my time. How much do I actually want to learn the 3D stuff? Should I just hire someone, um, at least for character stuff? Do I want to, but it's going to take me a long time. So it's it's this huge like jumble of a mess in my brain right now. Have you ever sculpted IRL? Mm, clay stuff, but not like, yeah, clay. <laughs> a like, little bit. Are, are you like really familiar with it? Um, No, probably one of my like lower skills as well um then i would recommend looking into box modeling box modeling hold on i gotta add this to my my notepad of all the things you've been recommending me it's just called fofa and there's just a list that's growing <laughs> all right hold up so bo box modeling is basic so anyone who's looking into making vtuber models and you're not really like sculpting inclined box modeling so um essentially what you do is you have your character reference sheet and then you just trace the vertices what and then that's all and then after that you you trace the vertices from the front and then the side and then you just fill it in yo that would be yes oh my gosh yes that'd be great i'm following a blender tutorial right now i i have like some and i can draw my own character like reference sheets and stuff so i'm starting to like do that a bit so i don't have to do stuff from scratch but oh man it's hard it's so hard but it's worth it it's gonna be worth it <laughs> Um, ooh, that's a good question. I haven't learned actually anything about blend shapes with Maya. And that's when I go to stuff like Blender, because I know how to do blend shape stuff because of Fofa and Blender. So I always move stuff around. I go from like Maya to Blender, back to Maya, not a substance. You do what you can with what you got. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about Blender. I mean, sorry, Maya, because like I know Maya is like the industry standard, but like yeah. it's <laughs> it's not free. Yeah, it's so expensive. It's like 3k a year for like studio. It's like what? Dude. No, yeah, the only reason that I am able to use it is cuz for one student discount, so I can use it for free. Uh, at least right now anyways and uh because my class taught me that but now i'm i'm in like oh i wish i knew more blender though because of my youtube channel and people are asking how to make certain stuff i'm like sorry guys i know blender i mean blender i know maya and nobody knows how to use Maya. nobody's spending 3k a year <laughs> man yeah it's not for hobbies honestly watchmaker or watchmaking there's literally like all artists have to suffer i feel like because it's so if you're a hobbyist no art programs are built for being a hobbyist i swear Oh, I, I really, this is like a $30, $40 a month program, but I, and you probably know about this. I really recommend Marvelous Designer. Oh yeah, Marvelous Designer. It's yes. So good. Like if you oh, do you know how to like, use I know, it? I know how to sew. So like yes. it's the same. Oh my gosh. So, like, uh, Wait, sewing it like, translated into Marvelous Designer, like your sewing skills? Yeah. So Yo! like, if, you, if you've ever worked off of a sewing pattern before, or you know how to make your own patterns, yeah. it's like, you just make the pattern you then you just like put it over the model and you like stitch these edges together stitches them together oh that's so nice yeah i want to learn it for like would you recommend marvelous designer over blender for making clothes oh it depends <laughs> dang it, depends. it. <laughs> i was hoping a simple I, answer <laughs> uh if you're making like uh simple for like simple like primitive shape clothing or like form-fitting clothing so like for example if you're making like let's say an a-line dress Mm -hmm. or a mini skirt or an a-line skirt or like um i guess like something with like an umpire waist like you don't need marvelous designer for that like you can just do that in blender like pretty easily yeah by um copying the mesh of your model solidifying and then like projecting and or like just getting a cone and then just like slapping the cone like a 3d cone on there um marvelous designer is really great for making um complex organically shaped clothing oh that's that's good to know because that's like my style is very organic and like soft flowing so i feel like marvelous would would work really well for that then yeah i, I would say like since you're in in school for that just see yeah. if they offer it for free or like you can try it for 30 days for free um they have a 30-day trial and like um but my only thing is like if you don't know how to do patterns or like you can't comprehend like the 2d patterns into the 3d world uh, maybe it's not for you I think, I mean, you could look up reference images on Google of like sewing pattern for a dress or something to try to figure it out. And I did, uh, when I was majoring in graphic design, one of my classes, we did package design. So I have a little bit of that translation knowledge of like printing out flat and then turning it into 3D. I'd say a lot, but it's around the same. Oh yeah, Teen Boom Harmony, expensive as well. Yep, too bad, can't be a hobbyist, good luck. Make sure you have like 10K extra to spend on all creative apps per year. What, what Toon Boom? Oh yeah, Toon, Toon Boom's an animation program. Mel Nazar is a professional animator. So yeah, Toon Boom Harmony. Apparently Mel is saying Toon Boom Harmony is another program that's like 3K per year. Bruh, that's rough. 1.7K a year for the base product. For three, 3DS Max. Oh, 3DS Max is on a subscription plan now. I'm not a huge fan of 3D DS Max. I, I haven't like used it, but I, I don't know. I, I prefer Maya still, but it's probably just because that's what I know. I think people tend to lean towards the first thing they learn regardless. There's like some automatic bias. Yeah, I, I would say like uh, it leans. My, my main leaning is, is it free? Like legally free? <laughs>
Oh but yeah. Also, like it depends on. So, for example, like here's my example. Uh, I I used to use a. Uh, so there was a time where I before I was using a lot of Adobe Creative Cloud, and I I have access to a thirty dollar a month license for the full suite, and I still have that access. So, and then I'm like, I want to save this thirty dollars, and I'm gonna switch to completely free. So instead of using Premiere Pro, I now use DaVinci, and DaVinci is like really great. Then how do I replace Photoshop and InDesign? Affinity Designer. Affinity Designer is not good. Dang it. <laughs> I can't go back to Cork. Uh, so for all of you old graphic designers out there, I can't go back to Cork Express. It's just so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I'm just like, well, uh, there's, there's, there's PowerPoint, I guess. PowerPoint, dude. Oh uh, my just, God. Was it really um, worth the hassle though? Like to, to try to find free apps to substitute 30 a month? Okay. So there's no substitution for InDesign. Okay. Um, there's yeah, there InDesign. a good substitution for After Effects and Premiere, which is DaVinci Resolve. Um, for Photoshop, there's GIMP, but it's so bad. Yeah, I don't like, like I GIMP. people swear by it. But it's I don't so like GIMP. Bad. So like, <laughs> I, I, I basically switched back to Adobe afterwards. Yeah. Like, I gave it the good college try. So now you went, you went back to the full suite and you're just like, yeah, Adobe. I still use Resolve, though. A huge thank you to our guest, Fofa. I really appreciate you, Fofa, coming on. We're going to have one more episode with Fofa after this, but this has been a blast so far. What a valuable episode. Really appreciate you guys, and I'll see you next time on the VTuber Voices podcast. Bye!